0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Business Handmade Podcast.
1: (laughs) You almost spelled the word 17.
0: 17. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Kim.
1: Oh, ta-da! Well, we interviewed Diana of Brighter Days Candle Company. If you're not familiar with Diana and her products, it's awesome. She... First, well, we were following her on Instagram for a little while before we actually met her in person mm-hmm. and we just really admired what she was doing. She's always been super transparent about the fact that she's a mom and she's doing this, this whole thing while taking care of her little guy,
0: Jacob. She's the definition of making it look easy. She, when we talk to her, she's like, oh, it's so much work. And then there's all this stuff on the back end that she does. But from social media and from her website.
1: You're blowing up her spot.
0: No, she just looks like it just, everything falls into place so perfectly and so seamlessly and effortlessly. It's just, it's made to be that way. I think
1: she works really hard, but she's real about it. I don't think, I don't think she's one of those people that gives any sort of false pretense about, you know, she doesn't say it's easy. I think it, it to us, right. she, we're impressed by her. And I think that's where you're going with that. That like it looks easy because we're just so impressed with how well she has a, a grasp on her brand and what she wants to show up as and, you know, what she wants to look like. It takes a lot of work. But, but that being said, she's also recently gone through a rebranding. She had her store in Point Pleasant and decided to move it to what, Manalopin or Marlboro? I forget. Marlboro. I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's Manelepin. Somewhere, somewhere um, north-ish from Point Pleasant. I forget. I get the towns confused.
0: Should I look it up?
1: You should look it up because I always get confused. Um, but, you know, she's gone through some things too. And that comes with growth as your business is doing well. And you get to these points where you're able to have that um, experience of, like, meeting with your customers, meeting with your, your demographic, and then figuring out what's working, what's not working. And then... Just, you know, checking, just like checking in with yourself to make sure you're still um, matching up with how you envisioned your business to be and that everything is still the way you pictured it, you know, and and then you still have the ability to kind of pivot and and move closer to that line of what you wanted it to be. Exactly. Did you get there yet? No, I'm
0: not there. I'm shopping her candles.
1: (laughs) So she just rebranded, um, and it's exciting because we actually just did a rebrand too. And part of that was, I guess, I don't know if it was inspired by, I guess, advised by Diana. So she, um, she shared some of her experience in rebranding and recommended some of the um, resources that she used. And so we were able to run a contest for our logo because boom, I, I was
0: right, Marlboro,
1: Marlboro. Maybe it's because I can't say Marlboro that way. Marlboro. 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 Um, So she ran a contest for her logo, I think initially. Maybe for this one as well. Or maybe she worked with the same designer. I don't remember. But I had no idea what I wanted it to be. Or I I guess I had thoughts on it. But I really wasn't sure what best represented us. And so we ended up running a contest to get our logo. And I'm happy that we did that. Because I, I didn't know. I felt like I was a pain and i felt like i was having an identity crisis
0: i feel like i was a pain cuz i really didn't want to rebrand at first um we worked so hard to build the brand i couldn't You're envision not
1: changing. i
0: couldn't envision what the next iteration would look like mm-hmm. but now that i see it and it's in front of me and it's live on the site i really like it, it i makes think sense. it makes sense it uh shows our growth and it shows where we're at now um, and I think it'll appeal to more people, a wider demographic. Yeah. Uh, it just feels more comfortable now. So I have been made a believer.
1: <laughs> I was really struggling with that because I felt like as much as I loved our original design by Lace and Belle, um, we've just kind of gotten to a point where it didn't really match with what we've learned, our demographic and... Um, our markets look like you know so I think mm-hmm. we needed that change but I didn't know what it was so I'm glad we did a contest because it was like I got to see different people's perspectives on what we what I described us as you know and then it gives you that opportunity to to say out loud who you are and what you do you know to to a stranger to mm-hmm. someone that wouldn't know otherwise um and so they're able to give you their iteration of what they think they're hearing from you and then yeah. you can give them feedback on that accordingly so um you know thank you to Diana for for her feedback and her advice and recommendation on that and we were able to get off the ground with and it turned around pretty quickly uh a rebrand and then just fixing up our site to be a little bit you know we still wanted the clean design and have it function well but I think it needed to match us so anyway we were talking about rebranding because Diana just went through a rebrand and she did a sneak peek about that today so that'll be up on the site um I guess this weekend she's doing that and you can start placing your orders for Mother's Day with some yeah. of the new brand branded candles. She has a Mother's Day candle, hint hint. It's actually called You're the Best Mom mom Ever ever or something like that. Yeah, and there's one BRB
0: social distancing.
1: Which I added to the (laughs) order. So Kevin Kevin tried to sneak and order candles for me for Mother's Day. But we share a Venmo
0: we share and we share an mean. email we share, we share a thing. bank
1: account. Um, so when I saw that he was ordering through Diana and I was like on her site looking at the candles and I saw the social distancing one, it has musk in it and I love that. So I decided to add to my order.
0: The Mother's Day one has what is it, aloe and cactus? Uh,
1: yeah, it does. Actually, does she have it posted or no? She doesn't have it posted yet, but it was in her stories. Yeah. So go over to Instagram at Brighter Days Company, and you'll see in her story that she has a preview of some of the um, Mother's Day candles and the things that she's releasing this weekend that are rebranded. Yeah, and And one of the big things for her store opening. Yeah,
0: one of the big things with the store opening is that they have much more space to do workshops. And she's talking about bringing in other makers to do workshops in her space as well. Um, So it's going to be an all-around fun time in Marlboro soon. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And
1: not only do I need a date and we need to go on a date to do a workshop or something to make some candles, but I'm excited to see the new space because if it's bigger than the old one, I think that'll... That'll definitely serve her well.
0: Yeah, for oh, oh, sure. And
1: it's super exciting because she's doing great things. And, again, this just goes back to show that, like, she's growing and it's not always easy. You don't always end up in your forever space. And you don't always end up with your forever branding. And it's okay to change. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to to realize, like, maybe we drifted a little bit away from the original, um, the original thought or the original mission um, and come back to that. But her new branding is absolutely beautiful. It's still clean. Black and white, um, she feels like the labels are not a distraction like she thought they were before. But some of the classic designs that she had before still have the color and mm-hmm. everything to it. Just kind of like a new a new collection and a transition. Her
0: candles speak for themselves. So no matter yeah. what kind of label is on them, even though they are nice, mm-hmm. um, people are going to buy her candles because they're amazing.
1: I just love the pictures on social that she has with like the foliage the trees um where she's working and pouring the candles and everything
0: nice aesthetic diana
1: yeah yeah she definitely has that down so anyway on the topic of branding um you know we just cover a lot of different things with her she's a real genuine person you'll love her um and hopefully get some
2: really
0: awesome tips for your business hi diana how are you
2: good how are you guys
0: Good, good. Good. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business. Uh,
2: So my name is Diana. I am the owner and maker behind Brighter Days Company. We are a home fragrance business. Um, We specialize in soy wax candles, uh, reed diffusers. We're launching a bunch of new products this year, this coming year, um, like sprays and and soy melts. So pretty much we strive in having non-toxic um using non-toxic materials so you know you're burning clean products you're using clean products in your home so they're safe to use um and the name kind of speaks for itself brighter days i love to make products that you can give as gifts or you can use for yourself and that are kind of uplifting with like the quotes and the positive sayings so yeah that's us we we love (laughs) your candles i feel like
0: we've uh been working with you long enough to see like the progression and to see a lot of the different um, uh, seasonal candles so Mm -hmm. we can really speak to it and we have so many burning in our home
2: yeah thank -hmm. yeah I love you guys I remember like I think we kind of I met you like in the beginning stages of you know when I started because I remember expanding like the first and second year were like the years I was trying to expand on shows and stuff and when I discovered you guys I I mean I love working with you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't even oh. remember how I think we it, found you. Was with, it the, like on Instagram or something? Probably
0: on Instagram, but was the first event in Summit? No, I
2: don't no think so, it was no. Lone I think Lone Eagle?
0: Oh, maybe. I remember meeting you like officially when we were setting up to yeah, the window yeah, display yeah. in Summit.
2: Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember meeting her sooner than that? No. It? Well, actually Maybe. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I think um, I think I met Kim, like I spoke to Kim more at Lone Eagle, and I think like Kevin, do you have a sister? I do. Okay, I think I like hung out with her upstairs. Oh, maybe. (laughs) I don't even remember either my sister or or Kim's sister.
0: No,
1: I think she would know if it was my sister. (laughs) Yeah, everybody would. Everybody would know if it was my sister. Yeah, (laughs) so crazy. And yeah, we really have we've watched you. We really admired what you were doing your videos and everything that you were posting on social always felt really authentic and real. And Thank I think you. that that was, you were like right on the, the cusp of like people really making that a thing where like people were like influencers and people were just living their real life and showing, showing their real the life behind yeah. the scenes. And I think that that kind of really picked up traction. And I don't know if you th- agree, but I maybe that contributed to the growth of your brand too, because you've always just been so real and everything that you offer is like positive and you're, but you're acknowledging that like shit happens and like, but here's a really nice candle that makes it a little yeah, bit easier. I,
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, you guys can speak for the same, like say the same thing, like being a mom and and a wife and, you know, and a human and a female, you know, it's obviously life is going to throw you curveballs, balls and it's not, every day is not easy. So And you know, you go on Instagram, you scroll, and you see everyone has this like perfect life. And it's really not and it it got actually like really frustrating for me because I'm like even trying to when I take pictures of my products or even myself, I'm like, oh my God, like I have a double chin, or like the lighting's not good, and like (laughs) this. And I'm like, I don't get it. And then that's kind of when I realized that it's like it's okay like not to be perfect and People, I feel, like, I feel like I got more attention on like those posts and stories where I was real because people can kind of, you know, compare them, not compare themselves, but kind of like they, they go through the same thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just for me, it was organic and it, I didn't have to really force it. So and, and for me also, it, you know, if I buy a product from someone, I like to know their story. I like to know who I'm buying from. Yeah. And I wanted to share my story. And, and I still continue to share my story and you know, my day to day and it's just fun, you know, and, and being a company that started from my house, that this is this is real life. This is how it started. And I want to show people that it's possible to also start from your house and go through all the struggles and it's not always gonna be perfect. Yeah.
1: So that actually ties very nicely into our question that we have for you. (laughs) Um, You're actually on your second brick and mortar store. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about that. How did you make the decision to open a store one, let alone two stores? Um, You know, you've transitioned to a new you're in the process of transitioning to a new space. But how did that decision come
2: about to open a brick and mortar? So I started um, about four years ago, I started in my house literally like in my kitchen pouring on the stovetop like melting wax like a witch it was crazy um to think <laughs> like about it now <laughs> but it's slowly like my husband was helping me we were doing shows you know in different locations and selling online and you know you don't really think about when you first start off you're like so small that you don't really think about selling in a store or, like you know selling and um you know like online or things like that because I don't know if like you feel insecure in your own product but I didn't really have that confidence so I was just kind of it started off as a hobby really and then it grew a lot faster than I expected and then like I remember it was Mother's Day like our first Mother's Day the night before it was like four in the morning I'm like packing up for I don't know if it was like for a show or whatever it was But I like looked around my apartment, mind you, we live in a condo, like a 1300 (laughs) square foot condo where it's like an open concept kitchen, dining room, office, living room. And I remember like standing in my living room, carrying in my carrier, my, I think it was my eight month old child. (laughs) And I just kind of like looked around at the disaster and I was like, oh no, like this is (laughs) not normal. It's because it's not so, but obviously, like when we were looking around, rent is really, really expensive. And at that time, we couldn't afford to move into any space really. So I just dealt with what we had. And, we, you know, my husband was helping me out. My mom, she lent us her garage whenever we needed whenever <laughs> extra space. Um, but then in October of that year, we bought a new condo and we were moving. And we've renovated everything. So it was a beautiful space that we designed. And I told my husband, I was like, there's no way I'm bringing this mess with us. Like we have to think of something because it was, it just caused a lot of stress because it was always messy. And it was it's kind of one of those things where like, I wanted to separate business from personal and business was just like always in my face. And I was constantly working and I was like, this isn't, I don't, this isn't the life I want to live.
0: Did you always want a retail storefront or was it more about production for you?
2: For me, it was more about production. I think, yeah, like I never really thought about having my own retail stores, more like production where I could sell wholesale to, you know, other big, you know, stores and other brands. Um, but when my one of my friends, Ashley, she's a jewelry maker we do a lot of shows together and like, we kind of share advice with each other and talk all the time. And it was funny because she kind of, she knew how I was feeling and she was like, Hey, like, what do you think if we moved into a space together, you know, we would just split the rent. We would just use it as a studio. Mm -hmm. And literally a week later we were signing a lease <laughs> on a space. I would not even say a week later, I would say like 4 days later. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. We were signing a lease on a space um in Point Pleasant in New Meant Jersey. To be. Yeah, it was it was just it was perfect. It was exactly what we needed at that time. Enough room for us. Um so that was October of 20 Oh my god, 2018, I guess. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe it was that long ago already. I know. I I know so we just that yeah so that's when that started and then a year later you know what it is like when you're in a space and you start to do your you know your job you're in your routine you start to see your what you need yeah. and and you know what's missing so I started to notice things like you know storage was inconvenient like there wasn't enough storage for me um the flow just wasn't there for me, but obviously it was bigger than what I had in my house. So I was like, you know what? Like this is great. Let's just we signed a two-year lease. So I was like, we have to be here for two years anyway. Two years, um, anyway. So, and then, oh my god, I don't even know how we how we even got to where we are today. I I think like my husband and I kept going back and forth. We were like, something like has to change because we're not. I don't know if like we weren't seeing the numbers we wanted to see or it's Point Pleasant's also far for me. So there was a lot of cons that I kept going back and forth on. And, you know, you, you put yourself down, you're like, am I even doing this right? Blah, blah, blah. So my husband's boss, this was a couple months ago, my husband's boss called us. and was like, Hey, there is a space for lease literally right down the road from his restaurant. He was like, Here's a number. Give them a call. Go take a look at it. And I kid you not, we walked into this space not even planning on anything. Like, we're just like, let's just take a look and see how much they want just so we can see for the future. Mm-hmm. Right. If we were to ever move into a different space, what it would cost and what it would look like. And we walked into this space and I, like, looked at my husband and I was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm like, well, moving it. in right now. Like, this is it. And so we left and we like sat down with our friends, uh, at brunch and his, my husband's friend, he's like a big business entrepreneur. And he was like, you guys would be stupid if you didn't sign that lease today. Um, and again, being crazy, literally like an hour later, we called (laughs) the landlord and we're like, we'll take it. So, and it's, I'm not gonna lie. It was, it's a lot of money, but, the space that we have it's 1600 square feet i just when i walked in i just the flow of it was perfect the vision was there like i had enough i have enough room to split it into warehouse and also split it into like retail and host events and workshops that's awesome that's perfect and and it was it's just perfect. And I know in a couple of years I'll probably outgrow it again or maybe open a second location. So cool. So exciting. So it sounds like the first yeah, space but, was
0: like a halfway step. You got what you needed out of it. Um and then you yeah. found the next the next step for yeah.
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you just you kind of learn, you know, as you go, you learn what you need and what you don't need and you know it was it was definitely a big lesson learned and I'm I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't, you know, step into that space first. So, from the business side, yeah, what's been exciting. like
0: the toughest thing that you had to do?
2: Oh, finances. It's got to be really good. hard. Yeah, I'm just not really good at accounting and bills. I mean, bills I can pay for them, but just like, you know, tracking yeah. everything. So that's definitely one thing I've learned that I can do better. And so this year, my husband and I decided that he will be taking over the finances and kind of like the bookkeeping. So he, because he's much better at saving and, and spending and budget mm-hmm. and all that than I am, because I'll just be like, yeah, I need this. Bye. Like, <laughs> I need this. Bye. So no, I, I hear you like,
1: on that. No, I no. Kevin has to manage finances for us too. And it's not that there's ever a problem with paying for anything. It's just that when, if you want to track like dollars and cents, what you make, what you spend, like every single detail, which you obviously need to do to be a successful business, you need to really have a handle on that. I feel like my mind is in so many different places that I need him to focus on that. And he's really good with spreadsheets. So he likes yeah. the technology side of things. He's able to plug it all into QuickBooks. He he likes, you know, working with Excel. That's what he does professionally anyway. So for him it's like, not fun, but like kind of fun. It's like less of a chore than it would be for me. For you, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: I think that That's
2: exactly how it is for my husband too. <laughs> he likes money and he <laughs> likes numbers. So it's like, it's like a game for I him. I think
0: keeping it separate too is, is easier because obviously you want to focus on your craft. You want to focus on making your actual product and the same for Kim, like she wants to focus on the events and, and
1: you become the voice. Like some, exactly. one, somebody has to be Correct. the voice of it, which I think a lot of people don't realize is almost like a job in itself, you know, to yeah. to have that vision for your business and to be the face behind it. So Kevin jokes all the time and says, I'm the face of the business. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's true. Like, <laughs> I think people get to know you and, but you're also the face of the business too. I think people, that I sign most of my us, emails, Kim. Do you really?
0: <laughs> no, some sometimes <laughs> I'll say Kim. So but.
1: that's why people are like, oh, that email. And I'm like, what? What email?
0: She got mad at me because she was like, I don't know what these people are talking about. I'm you like, oh yeah. Oh you gotta stop. I signed that. that you.
2: No, but honestly, I mean, you guys are right because I, even like when I do events with you, I mean, I have never seen, you know, like event hosts greet people the way you guys do. Like at the moment someone walks through the door, either Kim or Kevin are like, hey, how are you? Like, this is the event that we have today. Like, here's a flyer. Like, let us know if you have any questions. And you welcome them with such open arms. And it makes you feel loved oh and like you're gosh, part you. of, you know, and I don't know. I just, I really love that. And, and I stand for that. So, you know, being the voice of a brand, people want to see the face behind the brand and they want to see, you know, who's yeah. doing it. I, it's, it's funny because sometimes people come up to my booth and they're like, oh, like, you they're like questioning like oh you make these like they don't believe that I make the candles or like I make the products and I'm like yeah like I do make them and people sometimes don't grasp that concept that something is handmade or something is made by you know put together by two people or a small business because they're so used to the big mm-hmm, content yeah. like macy's and, and you know anthropology and
1: i think because your branding so, is so that's a beautiful and yeah. clean like yeah definitely take that as a compliment that thank you you know they're just looking at it like unbelievable that you're creating something right. so beautiful so put together the scents are really just like on point you know everything that you come up with there's there isn't anything that's bad I mean I haven't I'm saying it as an outsider I'm sure you feel differently sometimes and you probably get frustrated and all of that but I mean
0: personally I never saw a woodwick candle before Diana's right so that was just that was just impressive to me to see how you put everything together and see how clean it burns
2: yeah I mean when we when we started I I I've always loved candles. I always love burning them. And I mean, who doesn't burn bath and body works candles. But then when I noticed, you know, like the, the I started doing research on everything that they put into the candles and all the toxic chemicals that they put into them. And I kind of was just like grossed out by it. I was like, Oh, you know what? Let me just make my own. Um, and I don't know why I just kind of stumbled upon the wooden wicks as a consumer. You kind of want to, you're looking for something different and, that's what was different to me. So it was like, I, ha- I don't see as much as this, as much as I do, like on the market of like the wooden wick wood candle. So that's how that started. And again, I, you, I hate to like create products that, you know, just, I like, because you're supposed to listen to your customer but after years of doing this you kind of get a lot of feedback. that's why i love doing shows because you get that like personal yeah. feedback because people really tell you to, to right. your face like what they like <laughs> and you don't like. And it almost works out um, if, you, if you don't let anyone
1: know that you're the maker just like let them walk up and yeah be, like, <laughs> make their natural reaction yeah, when they open the a can now
2: <laughs> yeah you feel them out i'm like but you can see by their reaction or what they say like oh i don't like that um yeah, so it's it's taken years of like practice and and getting all that feedback and you know critique, but it's we're still always learning. Like every day is a learning curve, and every, it's, it always changes. Did you too. have any scents like, in the beginning
1: the- that that were like horrible that you sold and then people really hated? I can't imagine that.
2: I have noticed that people don't like sweet scents. Like we had a peach candle that my husband and I both loved. I would love it too. I like peach, and that was like our worst seller, peach. And there was like a pomegranate one. Really? And I've noticed people don't like candles that smell sweet or taste—not really taste, but it's like the right, cookies and like sugary. the baked goods. Yeah, like because people don't want to. Smell that because then they get hungry and they're like, oh, I'm to diet. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Um, so sometimes like during Christmas time, we have our cookies for Santa candle. I have it available because it's the holidays and it does sell. But I know I'm not going to sell it as much as let's say like the resting Grinch face. That's like a pine right. scent or like the naughty or nice. That's more of like that mulled cider. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, you you can have it available, but you also want to Limit yourself to all of your inventory because then that's more to keep track of, and it's you kind of lose your mind with everything that you know you have to keep track of and and trying to please everybody. I've learned that you cannot please everybody, yeah. and it's not even worth pleasing everybody. Do
0: you do you get a lot of feedback when you do your um your uh candle the classes? Candles, the, cl- the classes like about scents? I do,
2: um I do. I've it depends you know like when i did them at my old studio i had all the scents with me so people can like go around and i have you know hundreds of scents to choose from so they'll kind of smell on their own and based off of what they choose or or what they you know don't react really well to i'll know what's popular what's almost not. like a vote kind of yeah um so when i do workshops you know like at different locations, I bring like four or five best sellers or best choices based off of what people, you know, have told me or I've seen in the past. Uh, but it always, again, it always changes. It's always that one person that loves like that peach mm-hmm. candle. Um, so it's again, it's really hard, but you you pick your battle and you you know, again, you can't really please everybody. And even if you don't bring that peach scent, they're not gonna be like, "Oh my God, you didn't bring a peach scent." Where's today. the peach scent?
0: Because I came exactly. here for peach.
2: They'll, they'll pick something else. So.
0: Tell us how the how the workshops work too, because I don't think I've ever gone to one.
2: You haven't. We should go though. I know. Yeah, you guys should definitely go. Um, so at the workshop, it's a DIY workshop. Um, you can bring your own alcohol, wine. So you sit down. I walk you through pretty much the candle making process. Um, each workshop, you get to make two of your own eight ounce candles. Also with a wooden wick, you can do the same scent. You can do two different scents. Um, and if you're at my studio, you pretty much have a selection of almost, you know, a hundred different scents that you can choose um, from. So you measure out your oil. Um, yeah, you, you build your wick, you measure out your oil, and then I pass around pots of melted wax, and you can pour your own wax into your candle. You stir it, and then while the candle's cooling, this is the most difficult part of candle making, the cooling process, because it's so right. long. So we, I use fans to speed up the process, but it takes still about like 30 to 40 minutes. So during that time, what I like to do is design our labels mm-hmm. so each person gets two square labels. There's some like markers and I actually ordered some stencils for future workshops. So it makes it a little bit prettier. That's cute. I, I like that. Yeah. And then you just, you know, personalize, your personalize your label. You don't have to put a label on it, but it's just, it's just that experience of people doing something they haven't done before. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's so different than like, let's say Pinot's palette, because I don't, I've never hung up a Pino's palette in my house. They <laughs> usually end up in the garage or in the garbage. Where a candle, you know, you only use it. Right. Yeah, it
0: no, exactly. And,
1: and I think... And it's something different. Yeah, and candle making is one of those things where I would love to do it, but it's just too much. It's too many things. I don't want the things yeah. in my house. I don't want any yeah. part of melted wax in my house. So I love that you have it out somewhere and you can go and you can bring your candle home
2: and not have to clean all the stuff at home. Absolutely. And I've had people come to my workshops who I had a girl, she was like a maid of honor or something. And she wanted to do, you know, party favors for the, like the wedding or the bridal shower. And she wants to make candles, but she just didn't know. She tried it at home. She didn't know how to make them. They were coming out awful. So she took my workshop and, I taught her how to make it for me. Like, I'm not afraid of people coming in and stealing my, I was going to ask about like, that competition. So did I, get... I was going to
0: ask about that. Like, are you worried that people are going to start their own business? Cause they know all your secrets.
2: No, I think she's got,
1: she's got her following and it's not like she's giving them the recipe for all the sense that she makes. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. So I, I personally don't believe in competition, especially, I mean, the candle market and home fragrance market is oversaturated anyways, but again, like Kim said, you have your clientele, you have your group of people who support Mm -hmm. you, and at the end of the day, if you're confident in your product, like, I know there's many candle makers out there and candle companies, but I'm confident in, in our product and knowing that it burns clean, I know the ingredients that we put into it, the raw materials that we put into it that are non-toxic and clean. Um and it's it's sometimes frustrating because you see other companies who like label themselves as soy candles or natural and they're not. And it's it is what it is. That's you know, that's their own karma. But for me, like I can't do that. I can't sell a product that I don't believe in. Mm -hmm and i burn I burn my candles all the time at home. It's the only candles that I burn um and I have a lot of candle friends that are also candle makers, and we talk about it all the time, like we sometimes even bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of each other it's It's how you also market yourself. people like when they see my labels, they know it's brighter days because there's really not. Many companies out there that have labels like that. So it's how you make yourself stand out and you pick your group of people to support you. And
1: it's also the face behind the business. You know, when people get to know you, you know, we obviously have other candle makers in our network too, and we love them just as much. And I think you're all very different personality wise and Mm -hmm. you'll click with people that the others won't. And, you know, it just really depends. (laughs) I think you're buying. You're buying so much of the package. It's not just the candle. It's the maker. It's the Mm -hmm. process. It's what they stand for. So it sounds like you're going to have space in the new store for the workshops and everything like that and retail and warehouse. Is there anything Mm -hmm. new that you're going to have in the new
2: space? So I since we're all in quarantine <laughs> there's been a lot of phone calls and meetings and a lot of t- you know lots of time for new ideas um, so there are a couple people who I've spoken to I'm not going to say anything just yet but we will be hosting like networking meetings um, and hosting different like classes yeah. so besides the candle making there'll also be let's say like wreath workshops um, flower arrangements jewelry making workshops mm-hmm. so I don't want to limit to just candles, I want to have guest makers come in and, you know, make it fun, make it different. That's great that because a lot of fun. makers
0: don't have their space. So it's nice yeah. that you can share your your platform and your space with other people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's again, like that's one thing that I struggled with. It's finding space to host workshops. And that's one problem I had in my old old studio is I can only host workshops for about like 14 people. We're at this one. I probably have room for about, like, 50. Wow, wow that's, that's crazy. crazy. So, yeah, and it's it's nice. It's just, it's a different vibe. The old space was more of, like, a cozy, small studio where this is more of, like, high ceilings, and, you know, it's a bigger area, and it's in Marlboro Marlboro's kind of, like, um, I don't want to say, like, a high-class area, but Marlboro has money, and I feel like you kind of have to design it in a way to also complement the town Mm -hmm. you're in yeah you might have Um, like a different
1: you might have a different age bracket in Marlboro than in Point Pleasant but I don't think that you'll suffer in sales in any way if anything maybe do better
2: no, I, and I agree. I mean, I am in a lot of Facebook groups, um, like mom groups of Marlboro. And I have announced that we were moving into town and there's a lot of women that are excited. So excited.
1: That's awesome. They're,
2: they're excited because again, there's nothing really in our right. area that's like that. And it's something different. And also being a mom, I, I want to also host some kind of classes or workshops for younger kids to do during the week. So, on like a Tuesday, let's say at like 12, have, you know, coffee for mom and, you know, bring your daughter in to make a bracelet. That's so or, cool. I love that. That's really exciting. Yeah, just some, it's something different, you know, it's, it's to keep busy and um, um, the ideas are endless. My phone, there's like I have 20,000 notes wow. of just ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, I think
1: that's really, really cool. Really even for summer, like when the kids are on break, even if you did like a camp series, I mean, you probably, you know yeah. all this stuff already. So with the people that are going to be coming in and doing classes with you or, you know, kind of moonlighting in your space, how did you have to like curate
2: that to fit with your brand? Um, That's one thing we're kind of trying to figure out now. So, as you know, in terms of like marketing, let's just say I created a separate Instagram. I haven't posted anything on it just yet, but I don't want to oversaturate right. my brighter days Instagram with workshops yeah. that aren't candle making workshops. So, but at the same time, I have to promote the workshop. So, I created that separate Instagram to be able to post a schedule on there and to constantly, you know, post about it. And then if I tag the brighter days, Work, you know, the Brighter Days Instagram, I can just share it on my Brighter yeah. Days instead of posting constantly about it. I just share like that one post or whatever it is. So I'm going to try to cross promote between the two Instagrams. Um, I That's awesome. I guess we're just going to try to have to figure it out once we open, honestly. I think that's really
1: exciting. And, it, you know, I think once you start tagging the other people too, it'll just grow. It'll be able to tap yeah. into the Brighter Days community and you know, each of those makers, their community.
0: How has the lockdown affected you moving into the new space? Oh, (laughs) it's probably a sore subject.
2: Oh, man, I can go on and on about this. I mean, it's one thing like us. There's not a lot of construction that we have to do in this space. It's just one wall that's dividing stupid eight foot wall that we have to build (laughs) just to divide the warehouse and the workshop space. And we need a permit for it, and it's taking us a lot longer than we expected. Um, but we did get approved for it today, which is very <laughs> exciting. Um, hopefully, the governor doesn't shut down construction right. the next week or two. I'm freaking crossing my fingers that they don't, because knowing my luck and all of this, it probably will. But, you know, I mean, we've been trying to just do as much as we can with, with everything. Um you know painting and just fixing and right now it's just waiting for the wall and if we we build it we built it that's awesome and if we don't we don't it it is what it is we have no control over the situation and I'm not gonna stress myself about it more than I already am you can only
0: do what you can do um,
2: that's it yeah and I mean I was telling you guys before even with like supplies and stuff I have on my website right now there's really no inventory because we're also not only are we moving and doing construction we're also in the middle of a huge rebrand and we're changing our packaging and we're just waiting to get all the supplies together to be able to make products so that's you know a little frustrating because i want to get this going but there's delays and everything um is this your first so, you rebrand,
0: brand or have you done that before
2: um i kind of did like a, a mini rebrand. i think i remember that uh yeah, like a year after we launched it just just to like clean up the labels. But this is like a much bigger rebrand where we changed our logo. Um, the look, the whole entire look is changing. We're, we're really cleaning it up. We're dividing into different collections. So not only are we going to have like the quirky sayings um, and the colorful labels, we're also going to simplify it and do more like special occasions. So like birthday and you know Mother's Day. Um, and we also want to bring other products in like sprays. And we want to bring back like soy melts um, and so many different things. So that's exciting. I just, yeah, I wanted to clean it up. I want to be able, you know, I want to feel confident when I sell my product and I wasn't feeling too confident in like the look of it. So I just want to clean it up and, and feel a hundred percent happy with what I'm giving to the public. Like look, look wise yeah. as well.
1: Have you ever felt unmotivated or bored by your product or your, or your brand? And I'm, I'm kind of asking this sort of knowing that you and I have talked about this before.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, and I think this is why we're doing the rebrands because I personally do get bored very easy and I hate seeing the same thing over and over and over again. So I think this is why, you know, having designing labels that are a little bit more simplified will I won't really get bored of them because, you know, they're just it's simple, it's minimalistic, it's modern. Um you do get unmotivated. I mean, it's especially during times like this where you're kind of at a standstill. But one day if I feel unmotivated, I just kind of, you know, put all my work aside. I, I do home stuff. I'm, I'm a wife. I'll be a mom for a couple of days. And then something will, will, you know, spark in my head and I'll be back in like that notion. Sometimes even just talking to like you guys or talking to another maker and just, you know, talking about how the other maker is doing and what projects they're working on will kind of motivate me to work on my own I think that's where the community comes in you know it's for sure
0: that totally happens to us too we'll like kind of be at a standstill uh, mentally for market space for a couple days and then all of a sudden it's like we look at each other and it's go time
1: well I think it's hard too because after the Christmas markets we almost like shut down until March you know we don't have really anything Mm -hmm. going on January and February and we get kind of in this rut or like just this routine of like being off so to speak because then from that point on we are busy like every other weekend you know or and even during the week just trying to get ready for that there's so much behind the scenes that it seems like we just get up and go like on a weekend day but we there's really a lot more involved and and I think being off for those like two months sometimes it's hard because then I I almost get like This, that, what is it? The Sunday scaries where, like, (laughs) I'm getting anxiety about it. What should I be doing? Yeah. Like, I should, what should I be doing? And then, as you're approaching that upcoming market in March or whatever, like, for us, luckily, it's usually Lone Eagle because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we've been doing that so much and we're comfortable there now. But I think it's definitely one of those things where, like, you have to, you have to keep yourself interested in it. But it's also, you know, you deserve the break too. It's kind of like a delicate balance.
2: Absolutely. Have you ever really been yes. stuck
1: on a name or, or anything that you've been stuck on with the product and then have a funny story maybe that has helped you get over that?
2: Honestly, I – so this is going to sound really bad, and I hope nobody, like, hates me after this. I hate designing labels and coming up with it. Really? Because it is <laughs> the hardest job ever. Like, I, I struggle with it because – I am I I don't want to say a perfectionist but I kind of have like OCD where it has to be perfect so I'll design something and sometimes I'll spend hours on designing one label I'll send I have like a group chat and I send it to all the people in the group chat and they send me their opinions and I will leave that label for two or three Uh days and I'll come back to it because my brain is just fried at the end of trying to design it and some it's you do get frustrated because you're, you know, you have this idea in your head, but it's not coming out the way you want it, and you're trying to like force it. So I've learned to just let things happen naturally. Um, and this is why this rebrand is so important for me because again, it is simplifying those labels, so it makes my job a little bit easier. And I've noticed that people also like simplicity; they don't need or want all that craziness in the label or the or the smell of a candle. Mm-hmm. So simplicity is, I've learned this honestly sometimes best.
1: I think that the simplicity can kind of like transcend styles. So it it won't matter, yeah. you know, someone won't be looking at, you know, one of the candles that maybe has like floral and think, well, I can't bring this home because... It, it won't match. match like I don't know maybe right. I'm the only person that thinks like that but I feel like I kind of accessorize my house mm-hmm. with things that generally match with what I have and I mean most of my yes. stuff is like beige anyway but um <laughs> but if it's like like wild colors then I start to think like oh well this is only for like the spring or this is only for the summer and so yeah if you kind of simplify that then it it takes that element out and I think it'll you'll, you'll appeal to more people. And then your product really is speaking for itself more than the label needs to, you know?
0: Well, hopefully this rebrand is all beige. <laughs> I'm going to well,
1: have our
2: candles anyway. It doesn't I would, matter. I would say white. <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of black and white. Um, so we're starting with three different collections. So there's going to be a celebration collection, which is pretty much all of your holidays cool. and, and celebrating the people in your life. That's black mm. and white. That's very simple um we have our phrases or you know daily affirmations candles those are probably also going to be black and white um and then we have our signature ones which are going to be the same version we have now with like the colorful border but a little bit more simplified um and instead of stealing images from like shutterstock <laughs> we're working with a graphic designer you're growing um, up my friend. <laughs> yeah finally <laughs> My friend Carly, she's an awesome graphic designer, um, super like boho, minimalistic. So she is going to be going to be designing all the patterns. Um, So it's nice to have that control because, again, it's when you're designing a label and you're limited to what's on the Internet already created and you have this vision in your head. This is why it took me so long to design these labels because I wasn't finding what I was looking for. Yeah. So having somebody on my team to be able to bring my vision to life is really, really exciting. And I think it's going to push us in a really good direction. That's awesome.
1: It is really hard to when your brand is your baby and you have, you're like obviously hypercritical of your own brand. And I feel this, yeah. I feel this. And, you know, we had our logo designed by Megan of Lace oh. and Bell and I, I love it. But I also struggle with like, is it too girly? Should it does the pink need to be there? Does it need to be this? Doesn't it need, does this accurately reflect who we are and what we do? You know, as we're growing, of course, the ratio of women to men in this industry is is unbalanced there are definitely more women makers Mm -hmm.
0: and customers
1: and customers but we also need Mm -hmm. to be able to appeal to men and then I'm at a brewery and I have like a very floral logo (laughs) and I'm like do people get it you know so I don't know I I feel that I I think it's important to kind of stay true to what you want it to look like but also have it be something that appeals to a lot of people
2: absolutely no I I absolutely agree with that you're but you know it's Again, it's not – I don't want to, like, stress myself out about it because I know I'm not going to always please everybody. Yeah, it shouldn't be so stressful
0: Um, that you start to resent it.
2: And trust me, guys really don't care what color your logo is. (laughs) They can give two crabs about it as long as there's beer or, like, you know, something for them to eat. (laughs) I just like
0: lighting them on fire.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You like her candles. No, that's
1: not true. You're such a liar.
0: But I'm the first one to light them.
2: Yeah, Maybe. It's but you know what, I do have guy customers and I mean it's funny because someone sometimes guys say like, Oh, is this like too girly? And I try to make them kind of unisex, but again with like the new labels I'm and simplifying it, I think it'll appeal more to men. And then in the future we also have plans of doing a men's inspired oh. line. So it's gonna be more of like a, a black label mm-hmm. with white, you know, white lettering. Um, on like an amber brown glass with
0: like a black Oh, I lid. love that. So that's that's cool.
2: awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that. Time cool.
0: Do you I have do you it. have a favorite phrase on one of your candles?
2: I thought you were gonna
1: say fragrance.
0: No, not fragrance. What that's... if she does? Maybe oh, she
1: oh, so wait a sec. Hold on, let's twist that question. Do you have a, a favorite <laughs> phrase? And is it on your favorite fragrance candle?
2: <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, that's really hard. Uh, oh my God. So
0: so we
1: didn't give you this question in advance. No.
0: And, and no. you recently posted like a bunch of those uh, voting stories on Instagram. And I was the yeah. one that voted on all of those.
1: Did um, you? Oh, I don't even know yeah, about
0: this. And specifically for like the, what is it? The Be Free, uh, Fearless or something. Yes. The very long one. Be yeah.
1: Fearless in Where Pursuit you know of... What sets your soul
2: on what fire? Your soul See, on you know fire. it better than
0: me. I voted like keep that long name because I love it.
2: But you don't know it. <laughs> so here's...
0: It's just so cool.
2: <laughs> I love, I have to say, I, as you were asking me, I actually was thinking about this candle. I do love that quote because it is so powerful. Um, and that's actually one of my OG candles that I've never discontinued. So, and that name has been the same name. Um, so I love that candle name, but my favorite scent is not that. What's your favorite scent? Um, She can't say. I would say it has to be. So I have, I I have probably two different ones. It depends on the season. A year-round one, the Let's Be Mermaid candle. It's like a sea salt and orchid scent. That's my favorite. I burn that all the time. But I'm a marshmallow fireside Mm. girl. So in the fall when we when we launch our let's get toasted candle. Oh man, I love that candle. I can literally swim in it. It's (laughs) so good. (laughs) <laughs> so if we drive yeah, by so that's it's so good it's covered it's in just, wax I that's don't know. Why. Yeah, I'm always covered in wax I like, if you haven't it
1: uh, oh my god so funny thank you so much for answering our questions especially the curveball we are course. very excited for your space to open and it's closer to us and we'll be there for sure
2: mm-hmm. yay yeah, I'm excited.
1: I'm really excited for you
2: guys. I to need see to it. do stuff. It's going to be awesome. Kevin
1: was saying how we're going to have a babysitter like every weekend when this is over. I thought you were literally just about to tell me you're going to have a No, baby. no, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh we're going to have God. a babysitter like every weekend when, um you know, the quarantine stuff is over because yeah. we just need a break. Like there's literally no break. You know, there's no break. Like the kid is just at you. We need some adult time. The kids are at us
2: yeah. and, and, and make so. some games. I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, definitely. I would love to have you guys in the space. Yay. It's good. It would be a Very lot of Very exciting. Good luck. And keep us posted. I will. Thanks yeah. for having let, me, let guys. Let everybody know
0: where they can find you online.
2: So my Instagram is at Brighter Days Company. Um, sorry, my son just up. <laughs> oh, that's up. okay. Yay. Um, <laughs> he's here for the Facebook party. My Facebook is... <laughs> he's, I'm telling you, he's like, a <laughs> hey. um, My Facebook is Brighter Days Co., And our new studio location. Hi, Hi, (laughs) Jacob. Say hi. Um, Our new studio location is in Marlboro. It's 87 South Main Street. Um, And you can, if you follow us on Instagram, you can find out all the info.
0: I'll be posting all of the updates. We'll put all the information in the description of this podcast, too.
1: Cool. Awesome. Very exciting. Okay. Go take care of your baby. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Business Handmade Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Space Vendor Events, or on our website, MarketSpaceVendorEvents.com.